Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today I have a bit of a morbid topic for you, but you would be silly not to consider this. It might be something that you haven't ever considered before. Uh, It's never popped into your thoughts or no one's ever asked you, but it is something that's really, really important. And I guess it, I feel like it separates those that have serious businesses with those that are still treating their business like a little bit of a side gig or a hobby. And yeah, I have spoken about this before on uh, my Instagram account. And, you know, we all know that I bang on a lot about policies and procedures and having systems and things like that. But this is one of the really big reasons why it's important to have those things in place in your business, even if you do work alone. And basically, what I want to talk about in regards to having your policies and procedures and things in place is, I want to know, would your business survive if you didn't? So if you passed away tomorrow, would your business continue to run and make a profit and provide your family or your partner or whoever is left behind with some sort of income? even after you are not around anymore, or if something happened to you and you weren't physically able to work in your business any longer or for an extended period of time, like if you had an accident or if you had some sort of brain injury and you could never work again. And I know this is horrible. This is a horrible, horrible topic to talk about, but These things do happen. And I mean, I haven't lately heard of any people within our industry uh, passing and leaving their business behind, but uh, there was someone a little while ago, I believe she might have been from Queensland, that was burnt, severely burnt in an accident. And uh, she was in hospital for quite a while. And um, I think there was a GoFundMe page that was going around, you know, because she wasn't able to work. I'm not sure if she had staff or or what. I, I actually forget who it was, but I remember thinking at the time, you know, that's really sad. And yeah, so it definitely, it gets you thinking when you start to go, okay, well, what actually would happen? Do I have something in place? Is there a plan? Is everything stuck in my head? Is everything about my business and the way it runs and what needs to happen day to day for it to continue to be profitable, is that all stuck in my head? And would anybody else be able to come in and run the show if I couldn't? So it's really funny because, of course, I have considered all this and I do have a plan, but it was really funny because on the weekend just gone, uh, I was in Melbourne and I was going to be doing a like a V8 supercar drive around a racetrack and one of my team members in my team meeting when we got back actually said Lauren what would happen if something happened to you I was just thinking about it because you know you kind of did that um you were going to do that dangerous thing I didn't end up doing it by the way um it started raining and 
it all got called off. But yeah, she was she was thinking about it and she was like, whoa, if Lauren died, would we have a job? Would this salon continue to run? And yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, no, that's like everything is in place. We have systems and everything is in place. And she was kind of like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, if I was out for two weeks, would you be able to run this place? And she was like, well, yeah, that's fine. And I said, well, that's exactly what would happen. Um, you would continue to run it as you currently are. Obviously, I wouldn't be able to see clients anymore. And she sort of laughed and said, oh, yeah, well, that's a given. And I said, well, it's not going to put a huge dint in things because I only work six hours a week on clients now. So I have almost completely removed myself um, from the salon floor and I'm not the highest income earner anymore in the salon. I don't see the highest amount of clients anymore, which is a good thing because with me out of the picture, my salon would still continue to be profitable. Uh, The things that I do in my business now is mainly just the social media posting and, you know, the team management and keeping everyone happy. So obviously, if I were gone, my manager, Sarah, who was asking me these questions, would need to step up and do those things at a higher degree or outsource them to somebody else. But my husband is actually able to continue to run my beauty salon. Uh, He knows basically what I do behind the scenes. I have, you know, a weekly rundown of everything I do in the business. Um, He would just have to take over paying wages or he could actually outsource another bookkeeper to do those things. So my business would continue to be profitable and make an income for my husband and my children. And my husband would still be able to work in his job. So I have things in place so that my business would continue to do that for my family. And that's really important to me because, you know, I don't want to leave my team out in the cold. (laughs) You know, obviously I'll be dead, so I won't know either way. But I feel good knowing that my business would continue to operate without me being there. My team wouldn't be out of a job. Uh, We actually, my husband and I own the building that my salon is operating from. And, you know, it's in our best interest for that business to continue to operate because it pays us rent. So, yeah, like my business would continue to run. So, the reason why I'm actually bringing this up, this horrible, morbid topic, is because I want you to start thinking about whether your business is in a position to keep providing whoever is left behind or you If something happened to you and you perhaps didn't pass away and just say you were permanently disabled or something like that, or you weren't able to work for an extended period of time, would it continue to provide you an income? Could it continue to operate? Now, if the answer is no, if you know you are out of the picture for any longer than say one week or two weeks, your business wouldn't continue to make a profit or wouldn't generate any income to support the team that you currently have, if you have a team that is, or if somebody else couldn't step in to take over the reins for you so that it continues to run and generate a profit, maybe it is time to start putting some things in place so that 
it would. Now, the first thing you need to think about if you haven't got a team, I mean, there are a lot of steps that you need to put in place, but the first thing that you need to do if you haven't got a team is starting to think about hiring. So someone that can continue to earn money for your business if you are not there. So hiring a team if you haven't already. If you already have a team, you need to have policies and procedures for your business. You need to offload a lot of the day-to-day stuff that you have, you, you know, that's your responsibility, like just say ordering, training, clients, these sorts of things need to be handed off to team members or outsourced to others. So if you currently do the wages every week and, and all of the account reconciliation, that can be handed to a bookkeeper. You can hire a manager for your business or promote someone that's already within your team to a manager role and offload a lot of your sort of team management responsibilities to them. You can also have a little bit of an action plan for if something were to happen to you. So if you haven't got those things in place, it might be time to start thinking about it. So policies and procedures, you need to have something in place for every process in your business. So I'll rattle off a couple of the really, really basic ones just to start with. Opening the salon every day. What to do when there's no clients booked in. You need admin procedures. So basic, like how to book a client in, how to answer the phone, how to deal with complaints, how to answer an email, how to answer a text message, how often do we need to check the phone for voicemails, what are you meant to do once you've read a voicemail, doing gift vouchers, payments with Afterpay, payments with ZipPay, banking procedures. There are so many different procedures that you can have, but once these are written, it's very, very easy to get people trained up and up and running, working in your salon. And if you weren't there, that procedure manual could be given to any new team member and no matter who is running your business for you, they can actually train them in the way that you like them to be trained. So having policies and procedures is crucial. And even if you do work on your own, and this is something that I teach inside of Salon Goals, and it's something that I teach to people that I do one-on-one coaching with. Even if you are working on your own, it is not a silly idea to have policies and procedures in place for your business because it makes it super easy if you do add someone to your team in the future, you can get them trained up and up and running a lot, lot faster than you actually taking time away from clients So your actual income generating activities, because when we work on our own, we are pretty much purely seeing clients flat out, aside from the other things that we need to do to keep the business running and attracting more clients. But most of your time is going to be taken up with clients. So you can actually take less time away from clients and actually hand your new staff member a procedure guide for your business and You don't have to sit there and explain everything to them. They can go away and read it and practice and come back and ask questions. So it is going to significantly reduce the amount of time it takes to get someone trained. Also, if someone else were to come in 
and take over your business, if you were to sell it, it makes your business a lot more valuable. So having policies and procedures in place means that you can basically walk out and it makes that handover process a lot, lot shorter. So it increases the value. So another win-win there. And if something were to happen to you, the main topic of this conversation today, uh, somebody else might be able to step in and actually run the business. They might be able to hire somebody else while you're unable to work and they can just train them with the procedures that you've put together so that person is running your business exactly the way that you like it to be run. Now, policies and procedures seem to be a really, really scary thing for a lot of business owners. And honestly, a lot of the people that jump into Salon Goals, my group coaching program, that's one of the big draw cards for them. They want to know how to write policies and procedures. They want to know how to structure it, where to start even. And I teach all of this inside of Salon Goals, but it doesn't need to be a massively overwhelming task. And please don't think that you have stuffed up majorly if you do not have these in place in your business. Or you might have some in place, but they're very basic. Or, you know, you started and you might have started three or four years ago and then you never got back to it. But what I like to say is, you know, when I started my business, I definitely didn't have policies and procedures in place. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know that I was meant to have them or what they were for. But it was something that I've chipped away at over the years. It doesn't have to be a momentous, overwhelming task. You can just set the goal of making one a week, you know, and if you do one a week over the course of one year, you've got 52 procedures written by the end of the year. And, you know, one procedure might only take you 10 or 15 minutes to write. So it's not an overwhelming, massive thing. So I do apologize for the morbid nature of this conversation today, but it is an important conversation to have for any business owner. And I just want you to start thinking a little bit higher and thinking about your business in terms of what legacy you'll leave behind if something were to happen to you. So have a think about those things. If the answer is no, and you want to have it keep providing your family or whoever's left behind with an income or yourself, if, if you know you were still perhaps around, but you were injured and unable to work, would it provide you with an income? Could somebody else continue to operate it? Start thinking of those things. If you need help with any of this, I do coach on this inside my coaching programs or one-on-one coaching. Um, so if you're wanting more info on that, please feel free to reach out. Uh, you can send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at laurenlappin underscore, or you can jump on my website, laurenlappin.com.au. There's a contact form on there. You can shoot me an email. So I would be more than happy to guide you down that road. But that is all I've got for you today, guys. I will see you all online soon.